This is Tim Tapp, and you're listening to K-Star and the Vera Network. Command codes verified. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast. Wow, I just, all of a sudden I was ready to go, but now I've got a frog in my throat. That's just crazy. All right, let's try that again, ladies and gentlemen. We are live, so we get to have the fun of live radio. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble host, Tim Tap, and, uh, you know, I'm mostly peaceful, certainly more peaceful than most of the folks that are called peaceful by the left, at any rate. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday night, it is March already, wow, amazing, it was just February just a minute ago, I know it was. It's March 10th, 2023, and we are here together once again, I am, uh, I am thrilled to have you along for the ride. Whether you're listening at WCETFM in Columbia, South Carolina, or if you're listening on the Vera Network, or if you're listening on the last frequency 
or if you happen to be listening as part of the K-Star Talk Radio Network, and so very happy to have recently been added on there for the Friday nights. Wherever you're listening from, thank you so very much for being here. As always, I greatly appreciate it. We are going to have a lot of fun in the first hour as we are scheduled to be joined by not one but two guests, two phenomenal guests, and we're certainly going to have a lot of fun talking first with Mr. Derek Johnson, who, if the name sounds familiar, then you're probably a country music fan. Uh, We're going to be talking with him about his 1776 Nation project, but um, I got to tell you what brought him on the on my radar with some of his music, and then all of a sudden I see he's doing this too. He's an Army veteran. Phenomenal. We'll uh, we'll be talking about the project, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward. We'll also finally have the long-awaited return of good friend of the show, great historian, phenomenal musician, Mr. Matt Fitzgibbons. I've been sharing on social media almost all day long some of his previous appearances, trying to get everybody hyped up and ready. Saw that a lot of you guys had clicked and listened to some of them, so thank you very much for that. Uh, I had actually lost track of how many times he had been on before, including as part of roundtable discussions. I kind of forgotten about those, but a lot of great conversations in the past with Matt, and we'll be doing that again. And for our usual Friday night arrangement, we are expecting Expecting, with fingers crossed, to be joined by the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, Mr. Ron Edwards. So we will be talking about multiple topics with him in the second hour as the usual situation uh, requires. Before I dive into anything tonight, though, before we go any further, I need to bring you a word from uh, the show sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. I would once again like to remind you to please, please visit 4Patriot.com. That's the number 4, Patriots.com. Right now, they really, really, really want you to stop by and visit and check out their deal that they've got operating on the Patriot Power Generator 1800. And the reason for that is because the government's been warning us for a while of the known safety threat that carbon monoxide poisoning uh, poses. We keep regaling you with the story of Craig, who was trying to do the right thing during Hurricane Ida. He went out, he bought a gas generator, he fired it up during the night, carbon monoxide seeped out of the gas generator and into Craig's home. His wife and his two children, they were poisoned in their sleep. Sad part, Craig isn't alone. It happens to a lot of people. Unfortunately, it also uh, it doesn't have to happen. That That's the, the tragic part. Right now, thanks to a brand new generation of portable, safe, silent, 100% fume-free generators that are available to all Americans, even those who probably think they can't afford it, uh, the Patriot Power Generator 1800, it's a solar generator, so it doesn't use gas, so it doesn't have fumes. Instead of being loud, it is as quiet as a laptop, and it is so lightweight, you literally can pick it up and take it with you wherever you need it to go. Want to go camping? Good to go. Uh, Your mom's power went out. Want to go help her? There you go. Put it in the car. Go on the road trip. 
even if you just have to bring it inside your own home. Again, remember the part about no fumes? Comes in fantastic. So what I need you to do is uh, go visit 4patriots.com right now. Use code TAPP to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store, including the Patriot Power Generator 1800. Just go to the number 4patriots.com. Use code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get 10% off. That's 4patriots.com. Use code TAP to go get yours today. Remember to visit them, check it out, uh, follow through. If you're listening to the podcast after the show, instead of being here live, click the link in the show description. That way they know I sent you. But use the code, too. It'll come in handy. All right, we got a few minutes left before Derek will be joining us. And I want to spend a little time with uh, discussing one of the most upsetting stories of this past week. Once again, reliving the absurdity of the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Joe Biden has done a lot of bad things during his time in public life. I really I don't have enough time. I could spend the entire two hours for a week's worth of programs going down the full list. But I don't think there was anything that comes close to being as bad as this botched, ridiculous excuse of a withdrawal from Afghanistan. And then we find out this week, thanks to testimony in front of lawmakers, specifically testimony from Marine Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews, that the suicide bombing that took the lives of 13 of our service members, that maimed hundreds of others, that killed hundreds of our Afghan allies and other people that were just desperate to get out of Dodge after we had spent 20 years trying to build a nation free of the tyranny of the Taliban. Just turning it over to them, leaving our stuff where it laid, getting our people out of there because somehow they got it in their head that that would be good politically for them. We found out, thanks to this testimony, that they had a very good idea who the suicide bomber was, that they were actually watching for him, that this suicide bomber disappeared after the attack. We're talking about a Marine veteran who lost an arm and lost a leg and lost some of his internal organs, who literally came about as close as you can to paying the ultimate sacrifice for this nation. And they had asked their superiors for permission to take out this threat. Lives could have been saved. The deadly suicide bombing could have been ended. What happened instead? In action. We don't want to be seen being too aggressive uh, in the eyes of the Taliban because, you know, we can trust those guys now. Look, it's one thing to have the complete and total botched withdrawal to put our allies, our our people, other American citizens who happen to be there for business and whatever, who didn't have an opportunity to get out in time. It's one thing to put those folks in harm's way. It's another to know that a suicide bombing is going to take place, that the threat is imminent, and to set on your hands. 
It's absurd. It's unacceptable. And it just once again points back to what started us under our current set of circumstances where we literally have the world, the geopolitical politics is at its most dangerous that it has been in decades because every adversary on this planet smells the weakness and the ineptness and the absolute incompetence of this administration. Their unwillingness to stand people down when they need to be stood down and the empty threats when those threats are made. It's obscene. And I'm just going to have to leave it right there. It is time for us to bring our first guest on. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like for you to welcome to the show a man who has served this nation. He's a U.S. Army uh, veteran. He has had success as a country music performer. I, I got to tell you, I love his music. I do. Uh, the uh, the two big Billboard hits you guys have probably heard, and there's no doubt, it's good stuff, man. And, and I love the videos to go with too because you get a feel that that Derek is a down to earth kind of guy, and he's got down to earth kind of people in the video. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome the man behind the 1776 Nation Project. Mr. Derek Johnson. Derek, thank you so much for joining us this evening, and how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty good, but I'm I'm probably more good than pretty. So. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's a situation a lot of us can uh, relate to, because, brother, i got to tell you what, there's a reason I do radio and not video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First and foremost, I want to thank you for your service, sir. Uh, being an Army veteran, uh, you have served this nation in a fashion that most of us never will, and you have made sacrifices in that effort that very few of us will understand, so thank you for that. Uh, secondly, congratulations on the success you've had in country music, and um, thank you even more so for your dedication to trying to educate and inform uh, Americans on something that is sorely missing in our public educations now, and that is the uh, exceptionalism of America, its founding, and in the Constitution itself. Thank you for, for all of that. Thank you very much, sir. I'm honored to do so. All right. All right, so tell us a little bit about what uh, what predicated your decision to start the 1776 Nation Project. Well, I, uh, after I didn't get to serve as long as I wanted to, and so I uh, had some. I didn't really suffer per se, but I did in a different way, where I suffered with, uh, you know, what happened, what was going on. I saw a lot of stuff in 2014, which was a pivotal year in our nation's history, uh, with some things uh, with Biden and uh, Obama, and so I started doing some digging, and uh, one executive order stepped on another executive order, and then all of a sudden. Um, I found this blueprint. I had been watching what Donald Trump had been doing um, via laws and orders. And, you know, we have too many people in this nation. Seventy-five percent of America can't even name the three branches of government. So uh, when he stands up and says we're a nation of laws and orders, most people don't even know what the heck he's talking about. They just want to get on Fourth of July and, oh, bust their fireworks. And, oh, yeah, Declaration of Independence. They have no clue what it says says it's our right and our duty to overthrow such a government that goes against its foundation and reset it on new. And 
a whole lot of other things. So, uh, but you know, just kind of got tired of that. And I've always been someone who read and read and read and read and read and read. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, holy crap, this is a military operation. It's a continuation of the government. Um, everything's in laws and orders. Everything is tangibly. You can go click on on .gov and .military site. Um, nothing like .com, .net, .org, .me, .this, .that. Nothing like that. It's all in a chronological order how Donald Trump is legally still commander-in-chief and president of his nation. And you're, everybody's watching the greatest military operation and continuation of government in world history today. And it's all in, I mean, like I said, .gov and .military site. Um, and I have that blueprint, and um, I have it available, and it's all free PDF because I figured, well, I didn't write these laws and orders, and I sure didn't hack the sites and change the, the language in it. So uh, I didn't figure I should be able to charge for that. So uh, I just feel like it's me being able to serve beyond my service and fulfill my oath. Um, and at the time, I didn't realize what God was ending my service for, and then I remember all the colonels and people that I knew that said, hey, God's got a plan for you down the road. Just trust it. And uh, here I am. And uh, the blueprint took off. I did a little video. It went globally viral in uh, August uh, 2022, just not long ago. And um, people have been reading and it's been changing people's lives. I've had four people uh, personally walk up and say they were going to commit suicide until they read it because they felt like there was no hope. Uh, with their finances and things of that nature. And it showed them this blueprint of laws and orders, how Donald Trump is still commander-in-chief, but in a kind of a, uh, the military's acting in the background kind of thing. And, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's it's all there. You just can't make people read. Right. Yeah, and that's been the biggest challenge, period. In fact, for decades now, we've had a concerted effort to try to dumb down the populace. Uh, we... We have folks now that they want to, to look at things like the 1619 Project and pretend like that's history, and despite the fact that historians have called it out for its inaccuracies. We have people that try to confuse your ability to do simple math. They, they bring in Common Core, and they overcomplicate things, intentionally trying to make it harder, trying to convince people that they're not capable of thinking for themselves. Because there's no group of people that are harder to control than those who are understanding that they can read for themselves, they can think for themselves, they don't need government to take care of them. Government is there for very small, well-defined purposes, and everything else, at least as we were founded here, is based on individual liberty. And liberty is intended to be difficult. You are supposed to struggle and earn but that's also part of what makes it so valuable. And with with all that in play, they know that if they can keep people from thinking critically and from reading and understanding, it's a lot easier to control them. And that's a lot of what you're pushing back against here. Well, they also they don't know the military history, and it's very important to understand military came first before the Constitution, before the Declaration of Independence, before the Articles of Confederation, before the Bill of Rights. The military came first, and People need to know where the line was drawn in the sand. The line was drawn in the sand uh, in 2016, and that's where actually the blueprint starts. And it's it's very a, a very hard definitive line that was drawn in the sand by our military lawyers, federal lawyers, um, and also, uh, but mainly key, the military generals 
people hear military, they think about their cousin, they think about their auntie, their dad, their whomever. No, we're talking about a certain group of people at the top who have taken this over, and they're doing a the, – the military is more of a background scene, but the continuation of government actually proves more of the military operation than anything. Um, and, of course, there were some key quotes that at, I call him boss man Trump since I've done met him twice now and kind of been around him, and I call him boss man. And there were some key quotes that he made that, that showed that line was in the sand and there was something coming. And it, it ain't your key quotes like most people think, like out there they hear the storm and this, that, and other. But these were other quotes that show where the line was put in and then where this blueprint was actually uh, where it started. And, and it takes me probably, it takes me like 15 minutes to run through it, but I don't want to seem like I'm hogging the conversation. <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's perfectly all right. Um, what, I, uh, what I find really interesting, though, is nine times out of ten, when somebody who has the ability to draw attention and to draw a crowd like yourself, when you start trying to bring truth uh, to the masses when there's such a concerted effort against it. Uh, usually there's a lot of effort at cancellation. There's a lot of effort to try and silence you. I'm curious, have you faced a lot of that at this point? And if so, uh, uh, to what extent has any of that been a surprise to you? No, I haven't received a lot of any kind of cancellation, things like that. I get a lot of trolls who... Uh, they just simply don't read, you know, a lot of hate, a lot of death threats, a lot of threats, uh, you know, via email. But, you know, it's like whether we we take the precaution for that, for sure. Uh, but yet I don't live my life in fear either, um, because once again, people, a lot of the people in our nation, they they say that they want laws and orders. They say they want liberty, freedom, et cetera. But they don't know, like you said, how it's attained. And it's a fight. America's an idea on a piece of paper sitting in the Smithsonian. They don't do nothing unless we put it to work. Um, and so I haven't received any kind of cancellations, things of that nature. But you can't argue with with what, one, I have visual, more than visual evidence of what's taking place. And I say, ah, it's just, it's every day. Here's, what, here's what's showing that. Um, so, you know, the resistance I receive, I just kind of like, well, depends on what kind it is. Um, whether we have to just block it or not. But uh, other than that, most people um, who have been resistant early on, when they went red, I mean, at some point, how many coincidences can you have that then you have this blueprint like I have that has, I can't even count the bullet points. That's why I have to rattle them all so quick. But at what point in a chronological order do all these laws and orders, and they're still active and current, like they're not, they haven't been re revoked or revised. They're they're active and current, and there's so much evidence that shows Biden's not president legally, and the military doesn't recognize him visually. And so, at what point? So the most of the resistance I receive once they start reading it, if they're if they're one of those, it's like I'm approved, Derek Johnson wrong. When they start reading, they kind of just slither off, or they come out, change the name on Facebook, and all of a sudden. They knew the whole time. You know, they're one of those. They're, they're not the people that come back and say, I was wrong. I've had four, maybe four come back and say, holy crap. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were crazy at first. But when I went red and clicked on the links and the, the .gov and I put the put the puzzle together, holy crap. It's just, 
it's biblical. I mean, it's it's way beyond monumental and historical. I mean, everybody's witnessing history repeat itself, a World War II type history. Uh, Donald Trump said, same he said, different war, same scenario back in March 2020. He meant same scenario, meaning the laws and orders that are implying. He said we're fighting an invisible enemy. So the ones that can't see it, well, it's because they're not looking at what kind of enemy we have. And he also alluded to in March 2020, back then, the CNN thoughts all of them that I'm a wartime president. Well, there's a difference in fighting a president in Afghanistan and Iraq versus Franklin Roosevelt, wartime president, first and second war powers act, Article 2 of the Constitution. And so, you know, when people read that and they see the order and then they see the visual evidence that's side by side, you don't get much resistance with it. You just get people who kind of just flake off and kind of tuck their tails and run or, I haven't had any cancellations yet. I mean, I hope that's. I hope we don't jinx it. But you know, so far we're doing pretty good. All right. Well, I mean, that's great. Uh, and it seems to me like you you're doing what what has to be done, and that's just uh, fight back with facts. And at that point, there's very little they can do except try to ignore it. And the fact that you're actually changing some minds and getting some people to do that means that you're doing a little bit better than a lot of us are able to get done. Uh, Derek, again, thank you so much for everything you're doing. I I appreciate that. I want to take an opportunity here to let you share uh, websites. And if you're still inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share any handles on any of the platforms that you like. And, uh, uh, if you uh, feel like it, again, make sure that uh, they can find all your work, not just uh, the uh, 1776 Nation Project, but uh, the music, too, and anything else you want to throw out there right now. Here's your chance to do that. Well, yeah, so um, the Blueprint, you can find the Blueprint at thedocuments.info. That's the, the, wherever you are in the country, the documents, plural, dot info. I do have a merchandise site for 1776. 1776 Nation. It's the or the wherever you are in the country. The 1776Nation.com. I also have DerekJohnsonCountry.com, which you find all my music. I'm on Instagram at DerekJohnsonCountry. I'm on True Social at Derek Johnson. I'm on Telegram, Rumble, and Twitter at the same handle. It's just one word: Rattle. R a t t l e. Rattle Trap. 1776. No spaces. No periods. No underscores. No anything. One word. Um, I'm on Facebook, 1776 Nation, um, and uh, we're growing out there. But like I said, the blueprint shows how Donald John Trump is still legally your commander-in-chief and president via executive orders, law, war manual, military justice act, um, all current, and um, how the Coast Guard, the Navy are operating together, the Air Force and Space Force, how they operate, um, FEMA, the Federal Continuity Directives. Uh, they're all there. It's all in the chronological blueprint order starting in 2016, the present day, as all of Donald John's, uh, I call him Donald John, uh, has all his quotes and how they coincide with everything you're watching. And you are. You're watching the greatest military operation and continuation of government uh, operation in history. All right. Again, thank you so much. Keep up the great work, sir. And uh, I hope we get a chance to talk again because we really need an opportunity to to dig a little bit deeper into all this stuff. But in the meanwhile, uh, Godspeed to you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Derek Johnson. And again, if you haven't checked out any of these things, please go do it immediately. And uh, I will put links in the show description for the podcast after the fact uh, to make it a little bit easier for you guys. Uh, In the meanwhile, it's time for us to take uh, our break. And uh, when we come back, uh, if everything goes as planned, we should have the return of Matt Fitzgibbons. Hey, y'all, this is Derek Johnson. You can find me at DerekJohnsonCountry.com. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tapping Through the Truth. She's hair pulled back in a camo cap with a catfish on the line. She's an evening gown, night on the town, candlelight and wine. She's shy, she's bold, she's like a nice cold fireball whiskey shot. She's a big high five on the 50-yard line. She's a real cool kind of hot. With her long hair's blowing out a roll-down window, my old truck shines like a brand new limo. I'm the guy with the big old smile and all the selfie shots. She's like an August day when you're bailing hay and that lemonade hits the spot. She's fun and free and lets me be me. She's a real cool kind of hot. Yeah, real cool kind of hot. Frederick Douglass, George Washington Carver, and my own dad would be furious about current approaches to race relations in America. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, Frederick Douglass became arguably the greatest orator of the 19th century, a champion for freedom, and a U.S. ambassador. George Washington Carver became a world-renowned inventor. My own dearly departed dad was a valiant military hero, hard-working family man, and the world's greatest dad. All three men had a few positive traits in common. One, they did not allow their goals or actions to be dictated by those seeking to either oppress them physically or otherwise. Two, they never saw themselves as victims. They viewed obstacles, whatever they were, as situations, things, or certain people to simply overcome. Frederick Douglass, George Washington Carver, and my own dad all utilized their God-given talents, brains, and honest effort to vastly improve their chances of success in this life. Despite certain problems they all faced, they never hated the United States, but rather sought to encourage America to remember that all men are created equal with certain unalienable rights, which come from God. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. These products are patented and proven. Second Skull is a protective headgear company. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. 
Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons of PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be Been two whole days and she's gotten a wink. She heads to a cot for an hour, a quick bite to eat, and then back on her feet. If time allows, maybe a shower. The child is crying, his mother is gone, and nobody else hears his call. Turns back to help Like an angel in white Flies down the hall This is Matt Fitzgibbons of PatriotMusic.com and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Right, ladies and gentlemen, that that's just a small snippet as part of that liner of one of the great newer songs that Matt has done. Matt Fitzgibbons is with us again. Uh, Matt, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming back on with us. Uh, it's been way too long since we've had a chance to talk together on air, and it's always been a blast getting together with you, whether we're talking about ranking the U.S. presidents or which is still voted year after year by the listeners when they get together and we do our annual voting, uh, the episode where we just kind of got together and we listened to a lot of your songs at the time and we talked about the backstories behind it. Very different show, not really political at all that time. Uh, still one of my favorites of all time, too. Uh, so thank you so much for coming back. And as always, sir, you are very welcome to be here. I hope you're doing well. How are you? I'm doing really super well, Tim. I got to tell you, I really appreciate uh, having an opportunity to come back on and talk to you. Like you said, it's been way too long. You know, of all the shows I've done around the country, I'm not just polishing boots, man. I got to say that this is my favorite of all of them. And uh, it's it's a blast to be here. You know, it was kind of cool. I just, you know, just dive right in. I forgot that you play um, my song using both hands at the intro of, of every uh, episode. And that was pretty cool to hear that. <laughs> Even for me, because you don't, you know, you don't, as a musician, you don't like regularly listen to your own music all that often. It was cool to hear it. Yeah. Well, you know, I I told you uh, straight out back when I heard it, both uh, uh, using both hands should be in bumper rotation for every conservative show on in the country. It just flat out one of the best songs ever uh, i love closing out the shows with that one uh, i've got to be free uh, certainly belongs in the same thing love having that on there but so much of your stuff is so good and, and i love so much of it but uh, I, I gotta tell you i i hated the fact that we went so long without a, a lot of new projects and one of those new projects that you really got in 
and, and really got out there was the Angels and White. So let's jump right in talking about that one, and uh, we'll see. I think Doug is ready and queued to play uh, a couple of things. I think that's one of them. He's looking at me saying no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on, hey, Tim, I, this is your show. Whatever you want to do, man, if you want to play music you, or if you want you, to talk about current Matt, events. you or... tell him what happened. You were supposed to get me the music. <laughs> you have, don't don't you have it all? I think Doug I think Doug has it all now, right? Angels in White is uh You want me should to be play there. the whole song? I played a clip of it. Yeah, I, I don't know, whatever. It's Tim's show. It's cool with yeah. me, whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> I I want to I want to sneak in the whole song and then real quick talk about uh how we got there. So, uh Doug, if if you can make that happen without uh making it too different. I try not to make it too hard on Doug because he already has his hands full working with me as it is. I, I, <laughs> and, I could see him fishing for it a little bit in the folder structure. You want me to just give you a quick backstory on it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about it up front and then we'll give it a quick listen. So I basically had to take a hiatus from music for a couple of years. Uh, I got rear-ended and things got really, really difficult with a severe concussion. And so I had to kind of optimize my life. And an older gentleman, one of the nicest people in the world that I know, contacted me. And, um, you know, I kind of knew him peripherally, but uh, he had lost his wife to cancer the year before. And he knew I was a musician, so he asked me if I would maybe do a couple of cover songs of his wife's favorite songs that he could make a CD and kind of pass it out to family members and other people. And she'd been a nurse, you know, to leave something of a legacy. And, well, not to make too long of a story out of it, I was um, not in a place to be doing music. But on the other hand, if there was any reason to be doing music, something like this was it. But I don't really, I don't do cover songs. I write, you know. And so um, I started to write down a couple of lyrics and he choked up and said he had to call me back after talking about it. And when he called me back a few minutes later, half of that song was written and um anyway uh put it all together um i figured it would have two purposes one was to celebrate her life um she was a nurse and uh two to celebrate all nurses and it all came together just as covid was breaking out so i have a much more detailed article about the incredible number of coincidences that occurred during this so for me this song was one of the quickest songs i ever wrote and it was a gift from god for me to be able to give to nurses around the country and you know the reception of it has been very good to me this fits in line with my mission at patriotmusic.com in that it literally does celebrate the best of the united states in this case nurses yeah. All right, let's take a listen to that song right she now. Heads to a cot for an hour. A quick bite to eat and then back on her feet. If time allows, maybe a shower. A child is crying, his mother is gone. Nobody else hears his call. She turns back to help like an angel in white and flies down the hall Smile doesn't hint at the things she 
kissed the blood from her clothes There are times when she just has to cry it all out She does it so nobody knows Someone just learned that their loved ones died It happened too fast for goodbye She gives them a hug And finds them a room The one where she cries Ladies and gentlemen, that is the entirety of Angels and White. Uh, Matt, I get, love the uh, backstory too, but you know that it really did seem to be a case of divine providence going into all the additional struggles and stress that was being put on the medical system. Period, based on how things were, not just the COVID nineteen lockdowns and the additional stress from that but also on top of that how nurses in particular were being treated being uh, pushed into having to take the uh, still at this point by any other uh, legal definition experimental shots that they were calling vaccines uh, on some occasions having to legally change the definition of vaccine uh, how has the reaction been uh, to the song, especially from nurses? Is there a high level of appreciation? Because I would imagine there would have to be, right? Yeah, tremendously, to be honest with you. But, you know, you know, this could easily go into a couple of real heavy political conversations. But the first of them being when I released this, um, I just wanted it to be free to go out and reach nurses. So what I did was I dropped some money of my own on Facebook and did an ad. And, um, of course, Zuckerberg took my money and it reached about 17,000 nurses. My mission was only, there's a video for this, by the way, that details, it's a video slideshow that, uh, I would love for any and all people, you know, who know and love nurses and nurses to go check it out at patriotmusic.com. And, you know, it's a hundred percent free. There's no ads on it. None of this. And so I did that with Facebook 
look, I put some some money down just to simply reach out to nurses and let them know how much they were appreciated, particularly during that difficult time. And after they ran the ad, then I get a notification from Facebook stating that I was um, uh, taking advantage of COVID-19, capitalizing on it, and that my ad was um, no longer going to be allowed to be run. And that was after they ran through it and took my money. So I had been contacted by hundreds of nurses all over the country. So many of them were just heart-wrenching and just incredibly motivating stories of people who, you know, had lived entire careers as, as nurses and had never, like, received that sort of thank you before. Just incredible, incredible for me. But on another stretch, which is another topic I'm sure you've spoken about on lots of occasions you know, I knew darn well by February of 2020 that this was released from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It was very, very clear to me. And right now, this is a very hot topic, and a lot of leftists are still in incredible denial, despite the fact that several U.S. Um, you know, bureaus like the FBI, the Department of Energy, and others, to varying degree of certainty, are, are stating that uh, it was, in fact, from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And I think for any of us that were paying attention in the very beginning, two things were obvious. One is that um, either this was intentional by the Chinese or they're absolutely capitalized on it because they were shipping people to Milan. They wiped out that city. They killed millions of people all over the world. And the second thing is um, the way they handled these vaccines, you know, from um, – uh, contradictions, legal contradictions with, with HIPAA privacy, uh, you know, to essentially trying to have forced vaccinations. This is literally the story of the left at its best. Everything in COVID-19 stinks of Marxism and the left. Yeah, absolutely. From the beginning, all about control, not about public safety. And yeah, it's kind of funny if you stop and think about it, uh, too, if you watch the timeline, because you had Donald Trump still in office as this uh, started happening. He wanted to push a rollout. And again, uh, as much as I like Donald Trump on multiple levels, I have mentioned multiple times, he does put way too much credibility into the uh, the concept of your credentials. Credentialism is important to him. And given his background in business and having to deal with if you're building buildings, you want architects and you want engineers that have those credentials. So it's kind of hardwired into his brain, and he just assumed because – coming from that background of business, that uh, all credentials would be equally the same. And, and that's just not the case, especially when you enter into public policy. You got Anthony Fauci, one of the longest-running government employees, became the highest paid and clearly was in nothing but CYA mode for the last uh, two years of his existence before his retirement. Uh, we've got this past week, the former head of the CDC uh, pointing out that uh, Fauci had intentionally left him out of conversations because he refused to back down on the idea that this was man-manipulated. This was a lab leak. So, yeah, it, it doesn't take a PhD, it doesn't take an MD to read the data and see that, that at this point in time, especially for young folks, uh, the the vaccines have caused more harm 
than the threat of COVID ever was to folks under the age of 40. And we're only seeing the very, very beginnings of uh, mainstream media. Forget about the left. They'll probably never come on board with reason and facts. But some of the mainstream media is starting to acknowledge. They're starting to, uh, you know, to open up their minds to what many scientists have been warning us. Um, but going, going back to what you said about uh, President Trump, um, I think one of the issues, this is just not to contradict what you're saying, but as kind of a peripheral point, I think the fact that he wasn't a member of the swamp and he came in as an outsider made him a little bit blind to the way things that operate. And we know, you know, 2020 is hindsight. He had people like John Bolton, for example, and Brennan and Fauci and all these other people that, um, you know, there's no way somebody from the outside could have been completely secure with the people that he picked to head these various important departments. And I think he learned really, really rapidly that uh, he needed to do a better job at vetting them. So, you know, so if he ends up with a second term, I think they're going to be ultra careful about, you know, who heads the FBI, who's in charge of the CIA, who's at the CDC, you know, who does he send to the U.N.? You know, uh, recently, for example, we saw him um, with Lindsey Graham and Lindsey Graham's politics, you know, are I'm not a big fan of the man, uh, but there he was touting Trump. So he's got to play a game on the one hand. But on the other, I think if he gets in, he'll be wiser second time around about some of these entrenched swamp creatures that he heads these important departments. Yeah. Yeah. He unfortunately learned those lessons the hard way. But uh, the the point I was actually trying to get to and then sidestepped and went down this uh, primrose path of my own was the <laughs> fact that, you know, Donald Trump wanted to do these rollouts uh, early on and he wanted to push and cut the red tape because he didn't understand why it had to be there. And what we heard at that point from Joe Biden, from Kamala Harris, uh, from the Nancy Pelosi's was, well, they would never take a vaccine that came out that quickly. Uh, and again, that's because of the understanding of the time frame required in order to make these things safe. But then immediately upon uh, Joe Biden being sworn in, all of a sudden, we need mandates everywhere. Everybody's got to take these. Uh, what had changed other than who's in charge at that moment? And again, it, it's all about control. Wear the mask. Uh, you have to wear the mask. When, when you have to signal your virtue so hard, Matt, uh, you have to question what level of virtue you're actually living. Uh, that's been something I've said a multitude of times, and I think it's something that was very, very clear. And Doug right now is trying to show us uh, the, the extent of the, his wearing of a mask. He pulled his T-shirt up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, look, the, the last couple of years have really shown Americans. I think this – I try to view things as the glass is half full, right? And I think a lot of Americans um, kind of got in line like sheep and obeyed and followed things. And then they started to pay attention and realized uh, something kind of smelled rotten about this. You know, in the beginning of our republic, we had two distinct views of the ways – things that should be done, the Federalists versus the Anti-Federalists. Uh, we got our Bill of Rights because of the Anti-Federalists. Federalists. But really, since, you know, the beginning of the 20th century, the early 20th century, the United States ban uh, began to be um, infiltrated by collectivism, uh, whether it be um, communism or fascism. And 
the left is, has shown its true colors throughout this entire pandemic. You can see it from mayors to governors uh, to people like Fauci uh, to President Biden, who really – I can't remember if it was Khrushchev. Uh, I think it was Khrushchev who coined the term useful idiots. I mean that's really what our president is. He is the very top of this, of this really thick iceberg filled with Marxists and psychologically ill individuals who constantly put America – last yeah yeah i mean there's no question at all if you talk about citizens uh you are immediately put at the back of the line if you talk about uh aiding ukraine okay well as long as we give them just enough aid to keep things going rather than enough to actually finish things once and for all then they're all about that uh keeping the southern border open doesn't matter how bad the narco state in mexico is becoming or how dangerous it is or how much fentanyl is coming across the border how much people are being trafficked coming across there uh, all that is secondary we we have to be compassion without any actual knowledge of what compassion means uh compassion would be putting an end to the human trafficking and finding a way to be more serious and oh yeah while we're at it even though we're in an inflationary time and now we're starting to see unemployment tick up because the artificial low unemployment is coming to an end as more people are finally getting to that point thanks to inflation of having to go back to work now there's going to be more workforce participation so now we're going to start to see how few jobs are available with inflation all these things are coming to, to a head and it's going to be made very obvious i think how inept these people are in literally everything they do internationally and domestically in it, it's going to show that marxism socialism is failure it, it crushes the human spirit and again it goes back to that control level uh we're actually already running out of time, so Matt, I'm going to have to get you to promise me to come back on soon. Thank you. <laughs> right. I know. I know it's easy to do like a two-hour show with you, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me on, Tim. It's always great to be here. Well, before you go, though, I, I want to ask you, are, are you back now? Has Have you felt the movement uh, to get back into music? Are we going to see more new projects coming soon? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the tunes that you play on your show, I Gotta Be Free, I'm, I'm working on a newer, modern version of that. You know, that was written back in 2006, and the lyrics, you know, for anyone who listens to your show and listens to those words, they're still, you know, appropriate today. And um, there was another piece that, if we had more time, would have been played. It's called um, um, uh, Patrick Henry's famous quote, Give Me Liberty. Um, so, you know, there are uh, there are quite a few new things coming out, and I'm still releasing videos for YouTube as well, regularly on historical and uh, philosophical points. So if anyone's interested, uh, please uh, contact me. I love to hear from patriots. At, uh, go to patriotmusic.com, please. Absolutely. I I mentioned at least every other show to, to stop by over there because I've been so grateful that you let me use your music for the intros and the outros. And, and it's just such awesome stuff. I love the story behind the creation of Patriot Music uh, as well because you have a man who is a historian who was writing music that was just trying to tell the stories of history, knowing that we don't get enough of that in general education. And then 
being shut down and shut out by radio stations and, and folks that just say, no, you can't play this because, you know, we're offended by the American flag now. And this is the most How you remember that, stuff. yeah. Oh, yeah. Facebook just did it with Angels in White. You know, they shut down whoever the heck they want. If you're not a Marxist, that's it. You're not on. Absolutely astounding. Uh, guys, seriously, everybody out there listening, patriotmusic.com. And keep going back, because when the new stuff comes out, you want to be first in line to find out about it. Uh, Matt's got a great uh, thing going on, and I absolutely love everything he's done. Not a bad tune in the lot. Now, you might come across something where the music may not quite be your speed, but I promise you, you will find something that makes I haven't found anything I don't like, though. Matt, keep up the great work, and uh, absolutely, positively stay in touch. Uh, I cannot tell you how much Doug was on me for a while. you really got to get Matt back on the show. It's like, well, you know, I've invited him a few times, and, you know, he's he's still in that hiatus. He's not ready to do that, but as soon as he's willing to. So I was so very happy when you reached out and let me know that you'd like to come on because it's been long awaited and certainly long overdue as far as I'm concerned. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you, Tim. It's always my pleasure. And a shout out to your executive producer, Doug. He's the craziest, coolest guy I know. <laughs> well, he's not called the crazy Cajun for nothing. Matt, Godspeed. <laughs> Keep up the good work, sir. And uh, we will get back together soon. Thank you. God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Fitzgibbons. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier in the hour, I did spend a lot of time on social media today going back in the past broadcast finding the multiple occasions where he's been on before. And I was both very happy and also very sad at the gap between the last time he was with us and tonight. But so very glad that's uh, been rectified. Uh, time for us to reset the hour, though, and we will go ahead and do that right now. Doug, you know what to do. This is Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. You're listening to K-Star and the Vera Networks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to hour number two of Tap into the Truth here live 
on the Vera Network, on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, which also means we're going out on TalkStream Live and uh, Right Talk and uh, Irish Radio, too. So uh, glad to have everybody on board and living the dream on a Friday night. We're spending the night together and uh, love having you here along for the ride. Before we jump into anything else, I also would once again like to remind you about tonight's sponsor. We're talking about FourPatriots.com. Uh, we we really have to talk uh, very very serious. So so listen in, pay pay close attention. For years now, experts have been warning the the politicians in D.C. about the current status of our power grid. They've been telling them about how susceptible we would be to attacks. Let's face facts. If that uh, Chinese spy balloon had been outfitted with EMP uh, attack technology, it could have took out a big chunk of the country, if not basically the whole country. And how would you deal with that? Want to run out and pick up a gas-powered generator and run the risk of having to, to suffer from carbon monoxide poisoning? Or, or maybe... Maybe you should go visit 4 and take a look at the power, the Patriot Power Generator 1800. That bad boy, it's part of the brand new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free generators. And it's available right now literally to anybody who wants to go visit. Even those of you who maybe think that you can't afford it. They've got some great payment plans over there. Be prepared for when the power goes out. Now, the Patriot Power Generator is a solar generator, so it doesn't use gas, which also means it doesn't have fumes. And instead of being loud, it's as quiet as a laptop. And as I've mentioned before, it's, as, it's so freaking lightweight, you literally can pick it up and take it with you wherever you need to go. I am going to be taking the power generator with me camping this spring and summer when I go. Uh, something I usually don't do. I, I'm one of those old school guys that likes to rough it, likes not having – well, as I'm getting older, I've decided I kind of still like some of those electric – amenities so we'll be taking it with me it's something that you can do but the best part is no fumes means you can take it inside it's powerful enough to keep your phones charged to keep your medical devices running in an emergency even keep your refrigerator going so again right now go over to the number four patriots.com use code tap that's t-a-p-p to get 10 percent off your first purchase on literally anything in the store including the Patriot Power Generator. Go to 4 use the code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get 10% off. And right now, we are getting very, very close to the end of the trial sponsorship. And I got some bad news today, guys. We haven't generated any sales. None. Zero. And given where the economy is, not only are they going to have to seriously reconsider continuing the sponsorship, I wouldn't feel bad about keeping taking their continuing to take their money if they're not getting any value from it. So what I would really, really like for you guys to do is just even if you don't want to get a power generator right now is go visit fourpatriots.com and see if there's anything there 
whether we're talking about emergency food supplies or whether we're talking about heirloom seeds, water purification, whatever you may need, uh, take a look at it. And you definitely know I've been warning you, be prepared. Uh, find yourself something and then use that code tap so again they know it's from here and uh, hopefully we can continue the relationship because i really would like to continue my relationship with them uh i love having uh, quality sponsors that are good for patriots quite honestly anyway uh with all that being said let's move on uh doug do we have our second hour guest ready for action um, uh no <laughs> Uh, he's no, wondering. Matt is still here, though, if you want to talk to him. All right. Well, you know what? If Matt's all right with that, I would love to continue our conversation. Uh, Matt, you want to continue to hang out with us a little longer? Oh, you know, man, I, I don't like being on your show at all. That, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've actually, I was just kind of hanging out in the chat room, and this is an easy way to keep listening to the show. So, yeah, excellent. I'm here. All right, uh, that actually will give us the opportunity to go ahead and play a little more of this uh, uh, stuff uh, that uh, we didn't get to with the tighter time frame. So I, I feel like that works hey, out pretty little well. Side note, if I may, Tim, um, because of uh, what you were just saying, I had a chance to go check out forpatriots.com. And, um, you know, I've been in the prepper movement since the 90s. And I got to tell you, I'm really impressed with their website. There's a lot of really cool stuff up there. Um, so um, I, I would encourage any, I mean, you know, I'm not, they're not sponsoring me or anything. I'm just saying that uh, these guys have a lot of really high quality stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I've, I've got some of their uh, food supplies. I have really enjoyed products from their primary competitor, which as long as Four Patriots is sponsoring the show, I'm not going to mention them by name at the moment. But sure. uh, I was really impressed with uh, the the quality level too. These these guys are really on par. Uh, a lot of good, and the pricing is actually really good too. So yeah, definitely worth going over and visiting. And, and definitely, if you're a first time order over there, uh, take the ten percent. Use code TAP T A P P. Uh, all right. With that being said, though, I think Doug's over here trying to make sure that he's got some more music ready to to play when we're ready for it. But uh, before we do that, let's talk a little bit more about these other songs because you'd sent us some other stuff. Uh, in particularly, uh, it was a revamp of an older song that we're talking about right now. Uh, give us the background here. Now, which one are we talking about? Give, uh, give Me Liberty? Yes. Yeah. So Give Me Liberty was a piece that I released on Pawns. Uh, so that wasn't actually that long ago. It was only a couple of years ago or a few years ago, not that long ago. And um, because of uh, BLM and uh, Antifa and all these other riots and everything, I started to get a lot more interest in emails and things about the piece. And so I decided to uh, to do kind of what I've done a lot of, which is to go out and look at the National Archives and all these other images that I could find. And uh, I created a um, kind of a, a catalog, a slideshow of imagery detailing what we've seen in this country where the radical left has gone, you know, um, unimpinged, burning down cities and all the rest of it. And I tied it in with my song, uh, Give Me Liberty, which, of course, was um, Patrick Henry's famous quote. And by the way, he's my favorite founder. And so I do like a five minute introduction on Patrick Henry. I've, and I got to say, I've gotten a real lot of good feedback on this. Uh, on this piece so yeah this is uh, really you know my latest after angels and white 
Uh, based on 
quote from one of the founding fathers. And again, history uh, just being told uh, to the tune of rock music. Uh, Matt, you know, it's it's a unique talent to be a really good songwriter to begin with. But to be able to merge your love of history and your legitimate historian-level knowledge uh, and incorporate it in such a fashion and still turn out such a quality product that it'd be real easy. And I don't think I've ever mentioned this specifically, this particular point before, uh, given our, our other conversation, but it would be really easy to to make this campy, uh, to make it almost public television for the kids level. But you don't do any of that. You are making quality music that if you like rock music you're going to enjoy the tunes but you still have the chance to learn something that maybe even if you are a student of history maybe there's a, t a thing or two you didn't know oh thanks man that's really nice of you to say i mean you know for me i write music that i want to hear and um as a musician you know sitting, sitting in this beanbag chair listening to lps and things uh in the dark with my black light posters on and studying all the albums and everything it wasn't it wasn't until rush that i kind of started to really dig into the lyrical content because let's face it rock music at least throughout its history it's not really known for uh the depth of its meaning uh, people find great meaning in um songs that they relate to and much of it, it was not intended by the artist you know what i mean um so the so music is as any other form of art is taken on a subjective level on different levels and so when I write the music, I try to do it in such a way that it just musically touches, you know, someone and maybe something they can relate to. But if on the rare occasion they want to delve into it and actually read the lyrics, then hopefully, you know, they can find some meaning on another level. And I think generally speaking for people, that's I think where the history points in the philosophy of America's founding principles and natural rights come into play. But I hope that it appeals to people. That's my goal anyway, that it appeals to people just on that artistic level. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I have mentioned before how much I really am a fan of the range, too. I mean, you, you literally have such a variety of sound stuff that uh, goes from uh, a heavy rocking, driving tune just like that one to something that's more like a uh, kind of a – it's not identical, but it has kind of the feel of that more classical early rock sound like in Remember the Americans. And, of course, Promise on a Dream falls with that very uh, positive, upbeat tone. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter what song we're talking about. You've just got everything all the way back to still one of my favorites, Eye of the Hurricane, which also has kind of that driving uh, uh feel as uh, this one does i i'm just i'm in awe i, I really am it's just a phenomenal job to, to do that uh if you're looking around now though you say you're back into working on projects what kind of things are inspiring you at the moment uh as far as uh lyrically is concerned uh for new songs boy that's a that is a good question tim um you know so 
Tanisha Gore, you know, I want to just add this. You know, you're talking about the range of the music and everything. That's that's something like every musician wants to hear. That's really, really good feedback. Um, but I really have to accredit um, some of the lead guitarists that I work with. I usually do most everything else. Um, but occasionally I bring in these other people, like Mark Weiskow, for example, is doing the lead on Angels in White. And he's an incredible, world-renowned jazz guitarist. Um, Frank Brocklehurst, for example example is toured with some of the biggest names in rock history and he's playing cello and electric bass on um angels in white um and the most recent song give me liberty is rich roger and from my first album is uh, is an old buddy of mine by the name of gene caverly who is one of the best guitarists i've ever worked with and um i'm going to be redoing i gotta be free i'm thinking about changing it here's a little you know give give your uh, your listeners a little preview here i'm thinking about changing the name to we gotta be free and tanisha gore um the uh the the gospel singer um you know you could hear the black gospel in her style and she sings um the harmony with me on angels and white and i want to bring her in on the new version of we gotta be free so that's kind of where my focus is at the moment but there is another piece that i've been working on and the acoustic was so hard it actually took me four weeks of practicing it before i could actually lay it down so um, I've got that new new piece as well, um, and I'm not sure what the title of it's going to be. So, but lyrically, um, oh uh, wow! Um, so so lyrically, what I'm doing is I'm talking about the attacks on individual liberty from the Marxist left, but I'm doing it with double entendres. So it isn't in your face politics. You have to kind of know and like the music enough to dig into the meaning and then it'll be absolutely clear you know what i mean so i'm trying to light, write a more sophisticated level of lyric that is there for those who are already on board but it isn't like a slap in the face for someone who isn't quite sure right that would be a great skill if you could teach it to uh all the uh, current hollywood writers who seem to think that woke is the only thing we want to see on television and movies uh if you could teach them how to do that as well we might be able to save the entertainment industry as a whole uh it's that's that's really good though and, and i do like the fact that rock music again uh it has a history of having those deeper levels that you kind of have to be part of the initiated to really get to. So uh, I like that idea. Uh, in looking around right now, though, there's so much Marxist attack that is clear cut and right in front of us. Everything from the still ongoing January 6th uh, committee's efforts to now discredit Tucker Carlson because oh my goodness he's actually providing a point of view that's different than their narrative and that's really the crime there that, that's all they're really upset about uh, to the ongoing issues now with the Twitter files release and and some of the Democrats sitting in their little uh, chairmanships and on their little seats on the committee and making accusations towards people that six months to a year ago were on their side because they're journalists, but now they're so-called journalists because they dared to actually do journalism instead of just toe the party line. Uh, are you seeing that kind of thing 
moving into the inspirational side of where your music's going uh, as well, or is it still more generalized and still kind of historical based too? So, you know, I learned a long time ago um, by having written hundreds, you know, hundreds and hundreds of songs. So I've got a total of five albums uh, since I founded PatriotMusic.com in 2005. But I'd been I'd been writing songs for a long time earlier than that. And I realized somewhere around, um, you know, the, the time of the first album, Patriot, that for me, the best methodology is to write with the heart and then edit with the mind. So I never approach a piece from an intellectual perspective. I just don't do that. What I do is I write it artistically, kind of like a channeling. And then um, sometimes it'll start with um, a little bit of a riff and some words that my subconscious mind feel that are married to it. Other times I may start with something musical and then I'll go back and I piece it together and I'll sit there and I'll, I'll say, okay, how do I feel? Like, what does this music make me feel? And then I'll go ahead and channel um, the lyrics, the lyrical content. So whatever, like I'm a news junkie, you know, um, there's many things, you know, that I could talk about. Like, for example, you're right about the woke. But on the other hand, we're also seeing some movement against it. For example, the uh, the banks that were talking about creating a new special category for gun purchasers and, uh, you know, for FFLs and things of this sort, um, you know, this, this stuff has been struck down. So we're seeing this anti-woke movement arise to some degree because they've pushed so far and philosophically, they're so hypocritical. They're just so hypocritical that, I mean, for example, inter- Tucker said it himself, international Woman's Day. I mean, who won? Dudes. Dudes that are dressed in drag won Woman's Day. And, you know, it, you don't have to pay attention to the news to see some 300 pound dude in a dress at the White House and, and realize where does this leave women on, on, on a day that celebrates women? So my point is that people are waking up to all of this and I pay attention to all of it. Some of it gets me upset. Some of it gives me confidence and hope. You know, like Winston Churchill once said, you can always count on America to do the right thing after she's exhausted every other option. So with all of these things on my mind, you know, when I write these these little riffs or something, um, something will feel right and I'll channel it and bang, I've got a song. And whether or not it works with everybody, I don't know until months later and the data comes in. But like I said, I write for me. Yeah. Well, I think that that usually still uh, that brings you to an end point that's a much better product anyway. Uh, music should be emotional, and uh, if it's not, if it's not reaching you as, as the writer, then what hope do you have of it resonating with anybody else? But uh, to your point about pushing back against woke, I, I think that is also clearly a, a very good point. We are seeing that, especially among, thank goodness, among comedians who are finally pushing back because comedy, uh, as an art form, has been practically ruined by woke mentality and and leftist thinking and now you've you've had dave Chappelle who never gave into it and thankfully he's among the folks that probably fall into the category of being uncancelable it's like yeah okay you can try but i'm already rich i already do what i want to do and i already don't give two cares about what people think if they don't like me because you know people aren't going to like me 
some aren't. Uh, Chris Rock actually had a similar thing with his little Netflix special the other day. I say little because uh, it drew a big response uh, from folks. And, and a sizable chunk of that also was, okay, I'm going to continue to be me and still think politically leaning left, especially for social justice and things of that nature. But I'm also going to start acknowledging that uh, we can't always count on Democrats like we always thought we could. And, oh, yeah, cancel culture is a bad thing. Uh, when names like that start pushing back, there are a lot of signs for hope, and I I feel very good about that. Yeah, I agree with you, and I would say uh, for me, um, the three most important current people in my mind, and I'd, I'd love to hear your opinion about this, and I don't want to necessarily put them in any order, but the current people on my mind, I, I'll say four. Okay, so the first one would be Tucker Carlson, the second one would be Jordan Peterson, and the third who's been around forever is Thomas Sowell. And Thomas Sowell is absolutely amazing. And the reason I said four is because I've noticed on YouTube and the YouTube collections from TikTok, because, uh, of course, I won't load a CCP app on my phone or even run it on a computer. But I've seen this increase, this huge uptick in, um, in black American patriots who are doing these um, kind of reaction videos to people like Thomas Sowell. And, um, and it's really, really impressive. Uh, we're seeing a turn in, how do I say, a public recognition of the blatant hypocrisy of the left. You know, this is something I wrote about this extensively going back to the early 2000s. I'll just like 10 seconds or less. Hopefully I could say this. But like the difference between the Bill of Rights is that we have very um, – a very simple document in the Declaration of Independence and, and the Bill of Rights when printed. It's something like 26 pages or somewhere around there. But the, the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights, it's massive. It's like you know 15 times the size. And when you start talking about that number of things as being rights, you start contradicting the earlier rights. So you can't have, for example, a right to housing and a right to work without um, – and, and at the same time maintain property rights because you have to steal those things from other people to have these other more advanced rights. So that kind of hypocrisy and, for example, the racism, the blatant racism that's coming out of some of the minority communities in the United States, it's just so overtly obvious that – even people who aren't intellectuals are going, whoa, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. Right. <clears throat> excuse me. You are absolutely right. And we will <clears throat> excuse me. We will continue that discussion further on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience. It's all been done. It's all been done. It's all been done before. Since when did the style of black female hairstyles become more important than a good education? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards 
on today's page from the original book brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Recently, once again, certain individuals at CNN complained about the fact that only 5.9% of all students are black. But rather than illustrate the need for better education, leftist media blabbermouths and others in places like Durham, North Carolina, where educators, parents, and leftist politicians fought for the passage of the Crown Act, which forces everyone to focus on so-called black female natural hairstyles. I find it ironic because most black females do not utilize natural hairstyles. What you will commonly see is gorilla-glued baby hair and wacky, weavy wonder hairstyles. While students recently focused on black female hair for a week, when it comes to math, 59% of Durham, North Carolina high school students overall are below proficient math grade levels. While specifically black students, 70% are functioning at below grade levels. When it comes to reading, 58% of students overall are below grade level. Yet, leftists force students to focus on black female hair. Hmm. Parents, get your children out of government schools. It's that bad. I'm Ron Edwards. See you on the next page from the Edwards Notebook. These stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, but the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. 
Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. And now, a Ron Edwards American Experience public service announcement. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy. And so... Is mine. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy. And so is mine. This has been a Ron Edwards American Experience public service announcement. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here and staying with us through that very brief break. Uh, obviously, I was once again had that frog show back up as I was trying to go to break. Uh, wow. And then imagine my surprise when I discovered that my show has been hijacked by the Ron Edwards American Experience. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, that's just something else. All right. Well, I am very honored and very uh, pleased to have with me tonight Mr. Matt Fitzgibbons. It's been uh, way too long since we got together. And then, as fate would have it, we've had a chance to sit here and have a much longer conversation, and I appreciate that as well. So before we get back to it, I want to uh, thank Matt once again for not only coming on, but then pulling uh, extra duty by hanging out with us a little bit longer. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it. No, I, lo- I love getting double time. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no, it's 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 always great to be on the show, Tim. And uh, you know, um, I've been a long time listener, as you know. I mean, I don't even know. We'd have to go back and look, but I'm trying to think how long. 2016, maybe. S- started doing interviews with you. It's been a while. Well, I, I actually think the first time might have been 2015, near near the end of 2015. And then the last time you were on with us was part of a uh, roundtable discussion in 2017. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah, Doug is uh, Doug is looking to play uh, "The Rain's Coming." I don't I don't know if you remember that song. If you're cool with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that. In fact, uh, when I was still primarily on BTR, that one made it into the bumper rotation almost every broadcast. But, yeah, let's go ahead and play that one uh, here in just a second, though, Doug, because before we do that, I did want to kind of respond to what Matt was saying before we went into the break. And uh, he gave a list of people that he feels like are really important for the movement now. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think Tucker Carlson belongs on that list primarily because he has easily become, uh, with maybe one exemption being Joe Rogan, uh, the most, uh, I guess, most relatable host that is out there. So he's gained a great deal of credibility. 
and he's not afraid to be wrong, and he's not afraid to admit when he's wrong uh, when it comes to the news takes. But they do so much research. He does a great job, and people relate. Uh, when it comes to Milton Freeman, I don't know that there is a better economic voice regardless, and it is really hard to uh, say that he's promoting white supremacy and uh, anything of that nature, uh, considering the fact that he's not white. It doesn't keep the left from trying. Oh, you mean Thomas Sowell, but Thomas I agree Sowell, with you yeah. with Milton Friedman, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was uh, Thomas Sowell, yes, but then I was also going to say Milton Friedman uh, was going to be somebody that I would add to the list. I kind of got ahead of myself, so <laughs> yeah. Well, you 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 added Joe Rogan, who I should have added. So so far we're looking good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, though, I absolutely think that as long as we can continue to build on the momentum they're catching, uh, we will do well. Now let's go ahead and uh, if. Uh, the Crazy Cajun is ready. We'll play the song and then we'll talk a little bit about it on the other side. Seems like a thousand years since we had real fears, but the old ones won't forget. These broken levee walls. Had a few close calls, but they haven't fallen yet. And you know the rain's coming, the rain's coming. All your days and all your nights, it brings a storm on you. When the sun beats down and it bakes the ground, and you watch the rich land die. Such a vicious drought, even hopes in doubt. But there are no clouds in the sky. But you know the rain's coming, the rain's coming. All your days and all your nights, it brings a storm on you. When you feel the first drop fall, when it kisses your skin, the storm will begin. Bring with it promise of change When you hear the thunder roll The lightning's begun The flood will soon come To wash out the things that remain Because the rain's coming, the 
<laughs> All right. Yeah, another great song. And I, there are certain things that are pretty obvious in the meeting. But uh, just for the record, Matt, was there anything deeper during the time you were writing it that maybe might not be so obvious about the fact that, you know what, uh, in life you're going to have to weather some storms, but uh, it's uh, not anything anyone else isn't going through? Yeah, so 2012 was, uh, uh, you know, a time that I was particularly concerned about what was happening politically in the country. And so uh, it's obvious to you, but it isn't obvious to probably 90% of people who listen to that song. um, Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was also the year of Hurricane Sandy. Um, And uh, so I submitted that. um, I I think that piece, if I'm not mistaken, got a... um, an honorable mention from, um, Oh, which one was it? Uh, Oh, I can't remember it now. One of the, one of the major songwriting contests, I kind of ignore them to be honest. And it's cool to say this on your show, but most of the major songwriting contests are so woke that there's, you don't have a snowball's chance in heck, unless you're writing something that's overtly leftist. Um, um, song door. That's right. I think it was an honorable mention for song door, but uh, a bunch of the comments and things came in and everybody thought it was about, the hurricane (laughs) so it might be obvious to you you know i was worried about what was happening politically in the country but to most people it was a weather report (laughs) well you know for some folks that's about as deep as they get in their thinking period uh and it really goes back to talking about how that uh intentional effort to dumb down the population uh folks just don't want to think much past the obvious that's that's why we have more people that can tell you what's going on in the Kardashian family right now than can tell you about the testimony that took place in Congress this past week, even though there were three major stories that uh, a lot of truth is being slowly revealed, uh, things that people that pay attention like yourself have known for years, uh, things that I've been telling people for years. Uh, and now it's becoming, hey, guess what? Uh, last time I checked the score, uh, like the meme that I shared uh, the other day on Facebook, uh, conspiracy theorists are up 42 to nothing at this point. So we're, we're doing pretty good on that count. But well, you, it, it you was, put up a post on Facebook uh, that was awesome. It said something like, uh, you might call me so far uh, right, where I refer to myself as right so far. <laughs> you know, that was spot on. Oh, by the way, I was thinking um, another one. Okay, um, Ben Shapiro is another one that belongs in that list. And um, uh, Can- uh, Candace, oh gosh, I can't think of her last name. She Candace often Owens. appears with him. Candace Owens. Thank you, Candace Owen. She's another one. But uh, the other person I think that's um, that's really worthy of mention is Elon Musk. Now, don't get me wrong, because I don't think Elon Musk has put out a lot of tweets in favor of the Second Amendment, the Ninth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment, you know, and all the rest of it. But in terms of First Amendment, um, I really think that he's done um, a great service 
to uh, freedom of speech. Um, and I don't know that Twitter is going to make it, but um, this is absolutely incredible at um, bringing to the public consciousness the importance of revisiting Section 230. And um, and generally speaking, you know, the, the federal government using private businesses um, as extensions of them in order to silence the American public's, you know, right to free speech. So I would add Elon Musk, although he's not out there every day, but his handful of actions uh, with Matt Taibbi and such, these are stunning revelations that uh, are historical. I, I'm sure you agree with me. I, I think I, I think you would agree with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I constantly try to walk this tightrope and remind people, it's like, first of all, Elon Musk is not a savior, and Elon is somebody that I've actually written critically about in the past because of how much taxpayer dollars he has used to finance his business efforts. But at the end of the day, his purchase of Twitter has single-handedly done more to try to restore freedom of speech in this country than anything at least since the Reagan presidency uh, uh, (laughs) and probably much further uh, beyond that, quite honestly. But it is good to see that uh, happening, and it's good to see somebody who's, again, in a position to be uncounselable. Kind of the same thing going on with Joe Rogan. We mentioned him. He, he's not a conservative. In fact, he's he gets pretty far to the left on certain topics, but he's an honest broker about who he is, and he refuses to be silenced, and he refuses to let other people be silenced just because they may share an opinion that doesn't fit the narrative. We need more people like that. You got uh, Matt Tahibi that you mentioned. Uh, again, I, I kind of uh, brought him up in the first hour. These are people that uh, a couple of years ago were thought to be on the same team because you're a journalist. You're helping promote the narrative. And thankfully, we see people that actually still believe in journalism. They they are leaning to the left as far as their political views, but they still see the need for actual journalism, knowing that if you become a propagandist, you're not a journalist anymore. You know, I think it was the election of 1802, for example, that we saw um, John Adams um, had a newspaper that was in line with him. This was the election against Thomas Jefferson, and um, he wrote a series of articles about Jefferson purportedly sleeping with one of his slaves. You know, and that's still a, a, a discussion that we hear today. We don't know genetically. It could have been him, could have been his brother. He may have been in love with her. We do know that he went to the House of Burgesses two times before the Declaration of Independence, and he authored it, you know, along with the other three, um, talking about the evils of slavery, trying to get rid of it. We know that there was a section in in the Declaration of Independence um, that was penciled out by uh, Benjamin Franklin for blaming the king for the evils of slavery. But whatever the case may be, John Adams weaponized a newspaper against Thomas Jefferson on a personal attack in order to win the election. And Jefferson retorted with a newspaper that worked on his side, referring to Adams as a, um, oh, what was it, a rotund hermaphrodite. <laughs> so imagine, you know, this is going back to the, the the very beginning of the founding of our country. But what we've never really seen in this in this republic before is what we've what has been exposed as a result of Matt Taibbi and specifically Elon Musk. You know, many of us in this um, 
uh, Bill of Rights movement in recent times, like myself and I'm sure you have experienced overt censorship on these social media platforms. But what this is doing is it's ex- it's exposing a level of partisanship that this republic has never experienced before. You don't have representation on both sides um, in many respects. What you've got is overwhelming control in specific industries like Hollywood, like the music industry. You know, if you're not, it, I'll tell you what, it'd be a lot easier for me if I was a country musician than being a rock musician, you know, it, but famous last words, who knows? But the bottom line is, I guess what I'm trying to say is that this sort of a union between anti-freedom and the media, we've never seen anything to this degree in our history. And the fact that we've got people like Joe Rogan and, and others who don't really come from an intellectual historical perspective like we, you know, and, you're, and I say we, meaning your listeners as well, um, it's a sign of something positive in my mind because people are waking up and they're realizing uh, the hypocrisy of it all and the danger. Because I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, you know, I've been saying this for, geez, since 2005. Um, America is the last bastion of individual liberty where we understand that where government grows, individual liberty um, decreases in size. And if we lose it here in the United States, the species will be plunged into a dark age for a thousand years. So people who are just busy working and paying their taxes and everything, man, you got to stop being complacent. Get off of your duff and do not allow this because the the ramifications are, are stunningly massive. People have to fight against all of this. Yeah. Yeah, and the unfortunate uh, downside is we have embraced liberty for so long we've experienced the blessings of it for so long that it has brought the old adage about again uh, we have a generation actually closer to a generation and a half now that have not actually experienced true hardship so they're able to fall for the niceties and the pleasantries that socialism and communism promise I mean to them they think they're listening to John Lennon to sing uh, about Imagine uh, as opposed to seeing the harsh realities of bread lines that run out of food before it's your turn to get there and uh, being told what you'll be doing that day. That this is what your job has become. Uh, your choices, your options are gone. Uh, your your betters will decide for you. They They haven't seen this so... We're we're going through that part of the cycle where uh, hard times uh, end up making hard men. Uh, hard men make for good times. Good times make for soft men. Soft men make for hard times. And it, we're unfortunately we're getting to that point where we have to start pushing back. Uh, so you're absolutely right. And because we have experienced this long period of time where things have been so good with a few. Uh, minor hiccups along the way we've got a lot of folks who again they feel comfortable just keeping their head down trying to to go to work and not worry too much because they expect that 
even when it starts swinging so far, the pendulum always swings back, right? So they figure uh, it, it won't get that bad. Uh, things will fix itself. This is America, and in America, that always works itself out. The, the real reality we're facing, though, is that we have a lot of folks that are dedicated to globalism now. They see America as the bad guys, and they're really starting to push narratives that have nothing to do with facts, but people are treating them like they are. We are literally living in a moshed-up uh, reality that is literally every dystopian uh, sci-fi novel that was written over the last three decades, uh, in particular 1984, as playing out in front of us. But we got uh, a, a few chapters brought in from Brave New World and a, a few others to boot. It's scary, but we still see the positives if we can get enough folks woke up soon enough. But I, I feel good, but still frightened at the same time, if that makes any sense, Matt. No, I'm on the same page with you. And every every example you cite, I mean, you and I um, agree on. I haven't found anything we disagree on. Um, I'll just kind of say what you're saying from a different perspective too. You know, we're seeing something um, very interesting happening with both sides of Congress, which is mind blowing. Um, they're talking about uh, outlawing TikTok again, for example. So, you know, many of us realized that. Um, a long time ago when they were they decided to adopt this philosophy that we could bring you know loads and loads of chinese into our universities and such and that they would go back and and kind of you know deliver capitalism and freedom to china and the rest of us kind of watched these companies say yeah we're going to walk into asia it's a 6.3 trillion dollar market and we can make a lot of money many of us on the sidelines were like you guys are fools this is not going to work. But here we are a decade later, and you've got both sides of the house uh, realizing the dangers of uh, China, TikTok. Now you've got this massive nationalist movement where a recent poll, I think, in the last week showed that uh, something like 58% um, of uh, Chinese nationals in China uh, don't want to buy American products. They want to buy Chinese products. And, you know, of course, currency is a completely different discussion that we could get into, you know, the whole idea of BRICS and, you know, the world uh, uh, reserve currency, the dollar maybe being divided and, and left in the Western Hemisphere versus what the Chinese want to do. I'm just simply saying that there are some positive things to consider. Yeah, unfortunately, Matt, we are already running out of time for the whole show now, and it still feels like we were just getting started. <laughs> At least to me, it does. It always does. Uh, yeah, it, that's a good sign that the conversation's been great, though, and it always is with you, sir. I appreciate it. Um, before we say goodbyes for the evening, though, I want to give you a, one more opportunity to, to share the website and uh, any social media handles you want to put out there, and then uh, any final thoughts you want to, about a minute and a half, sir. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just want to say it's always a pleasure to be on, Tim. I always enjoy speaking with you. And uh, for any other you know, like-minded patriots, and uh, if, if you like some of the samples of my music that you've heard, I'd encourage you to come to patriotmusic.com and go to the contact form and reach out to me. Um, 
all of the social media outlets that I'm available on are available. They're all linked there. You know, I've got an extensive um, amount of YouTube videos as well on American history as, as well as music videos and such. But, uh, yeah, any and all patriots love to hear from you. Please come to patriotmusic.com and support Tap Into the Truth. And please support uh, for patriots as well because it's important that, uh, you know, Tim keeps getting the word out. So thank you. All right. Well, you know, again, uh, I can't say it enough, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate your time, especially the overtime. As always, sir, keep up the great work. Uh, and I can't wait till we get together and speak again. In the meanwhile, uh, for all you fine listeners out there, thank you once again for hanging out with us for a couple hours, taking the time out of your busy days, trying to live your life. And easing into the weekend together ladies and gentlemen remember above all else my golden rule and that is do not take my word for it absolutely do not but please for the love of all that's holy do not take their word for it be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth good night everybody thank you doug for all your hard work i'll see you guys again next week enjoy your weekend
is using both hands. <laughs> <laughs> 